Hello, and welcome to the How They Did It Business podcast, where we share stories from the best in business. I'm your host, Alec Taylor, the founder of Diverse VC. Today, we have Erica Dagnan Minihan, the founder and managing partner of 1000 Angels, a private venture investment network for selected accredited investors, family offices, and venture funds. She is also the founding partner of Rain Ventures, a seed stage venture fund that invests in technology and tech-enabled businesses. Erica earned her BA in business economics from UCLA and an MBA in finance with honors from Columbia Business School. She's been an active investor and advisor to early stage companies for over 14 years now. Erica, welcome. Thanks for having me, Alex. Absolutely. And thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule. I know you have a ton going on. So with that said, I'd love to hop into our fire round and ask a whole bunch of rapid questions. Are you ready? Sure. Awesome. So my first question for you is really about the books that we give people. I think it says so much about a person. What books or book do you gift the most to people and why? Well, the book that I've gifted the most has actually been Outliers uh, by Malcolm Gladwell. That's definitely the one that I've given the most as a gift. I love it. And that Malcolm Gladwell has some absolutely amazing books. So that's a fantastic person to uh, be gifting. Awesome. So moving on, if you had a gigantic billboard and you could put anything on it, it could be a metaphor, it could be an advertisement, it could just be a saying, philosophy, anything you want, and millions of people around the world would see it, what would you put on that billboard? I would probably put on be yourself, everyone else is taken. (laughs) I love that. That speaks a lot about your character there. That's a fantastic one. Now, I want to talk about unusual habits and behaviors. I think this is a really fun question because we're all human at the end of the day. Um, and I know we spend a lot of time in the professional space, but do you happen to have an unusual habit or something kind of absurd to some people that you absolutely love? Well, I certainly don't have any unusual habits that I'm aware of. One of the things that I I think is absurd that I love doing is definitely creating financial models in Excel. Not a lot of people love doing those, but I find it soothing some way. So that could be an absurd thing that I love doing. (laughs) That's fantastic. And it it looks like it'll play perfectly into your industry. So that's a great thing to be doing (laughs) and having fun with. So I want to take a jump back and look at kind of the past five years. Do you happen to have a new belief, behavior, or even a habit that's most improved your life? Yeah, I think that um, a really important habit to develop is learning how to never let yourself get personally offended by anyone or anything. If you can learn to do that, you're going to save a lot of your energy for useful things. Wow, that is really important, especially for any of the meetings you might have or working with any colleagues, or if a project isn't done correctly, and then kind of things get pushed on your side. That's really interesting to hear. And what an amazing perspective. Out of curiosity, just want to dive a little bit deeper into that. How did you develop that skill set? Because I know a lot of people are still developing the ability to kind of take the personal side of things out of work. How did you go about that? Well, I think from a couple of different angles. One is that, you know, as an investor, um, I have to spend a lot of time listening to founders pitch me on their ideas And I see just how cringeworthy it is when I can tell that a founder is getting personally offended by feedback. Um, You actually feel really sorry for them for being emotionally just distracted in that way. 
Um, so I think watching it from that perspective has shown me why I should never let it be something that I suffer from. And then also, you know, talking to potential limited partners pitching our fund, I've had a lot of experience with taking plenty of feedback. So making sure that, you know, I don't let myself get offended under any circumstance um, is something I've had plenty of time to practice. Okay. Very interesting. Thank you for that perspective. I think that helps a lot. And great example with the entrepreneurship piece. Now, many founders have a defining moment, um, you know, and especially being in your space, you know, founding Rain Ventures and, 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 and Thousand Angels. You know, what for you was the moment when you decided this is the right business? This is what I want to do. Do you have a defining moment? Yeah, I don't think I have one particular defining moment, but I think that I always feel like I'm doing what I was destined to do when I realize how I've truly impacted a founder's life and their ability to create a successful business by believing in them and helping them get access to the capital they need to get it off the ground. Okay, very interesting. Very interesting. And that belief part is so important for so many people. Just having that support net is great. Now, I want to talk about distractions. It's something that everybody deals with, from having too many meetings on your calendar to, you know, having to deal with life things, family, etc. How do you, when you notice that you're, you're getting overwhelmed or you're not able to focus because you have tons of distractions, how do you bring yourself back and say no to these distractions and, and really focus in? I'm very comfortable saying no with things. I think that um, COVID has been great because it's been kind of an enforcer of greatly minimizing distractions. Um, but when I do feel a little bit, you know, just overwhelmed or unfocused, um, I think it's really important to take maybe a 15 minute break put in your noise canceling headphones and listen to either something inspirational or meditative. I usually, you know, use YouTube for that. And just also realize that, you know, everything happens when it's supposed to, you're not really in control of everything anyway. So you can always let yourself take a few minutes to recenter and refocus. And I think that's so important, especially having like the meditation side or just being able to take a moment to breathe and, and be with yourself. Now, you mentioned two things I'm really interested in because I personally love to, to take a similar practice. First one is you mentioned uh, sound canceling headphones or earbuds. Are you an Apple um, AirPods person? Are you a Bose AirPods person? I got to know. <laughs> Definitely love my Apple AirPods Pro. Cancel out that. everything I that. that I don't want to hear. <laughs> huh? What was that, honey? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I love that. And then, so you said YouTube for some of your meditation apps. A lot of people also use Headspace, or at least it's really popular. I think there are a lot of uh, of uh, venture investors like Gary V. What are your thoughts on Headspace? I'm sure that it's perfectly good. Um, I haven't used it. You know, I personally think there's so much great free content on YouTube that, yeah. you know, it doesn't yeah. really make sense for me to pay for a separate app. But I think that, you know, it's really just about kind of finding either a free channel that you like that has the content you like or an app that works for you. But I think it's a great way to integrate a little bit of relaxation into the day in, in a short period of time. Okay. I love that so much. Thank you for the input there. 
And then my final question, I want to talk a little bit more about failure or apparent failure for that matter. We all fail throughout the day. I fail a million times on different things throughout the week. Um, but for you, I'd love to understand a little bit more. Do you happen to have a favorite failure or something that taught you a great lesson that helped prepare you for the future? Yeah, I mean, I don't have a favorite failure. You know, I think that if you're not failing all the time, then you're not challenging yourself. Um, and, you know, certainly I think that being comfortable with failure is really, really important if you want to do anything entrepreneurial. If you are doing something entrepreneurial or you're kind of working in that space or you're building something new, you're going to be failing, you know, 99% of the time. So really kind of getting comfortable with the fact that you're, you know, creating new things. This isn't like, answering questions on the SAT, you know, where there's a correct answer for everything that you can be prepared with. It's really solving new problems, creating something totally new and failing is going to be a, a really big part of that. And another thing that I have to deal with regarding failure is mine is almost multiplied um, or exponential because not only, you know, do I have my own entrepreneurial ventures, but as an investor in early stage companies, you're constantly dealing with your founders challenges and, you know, what their perceived failures are and, you know, having to be sort of a cheerleader around helping them solve problems and um, handle failures in the right way. So I think that unless you're somebody who wants to have a really sort of traditional, boring profession, you got to get comfortable with failure and realize you're going to be winning probably a small percentage of the time. I love that. I think it speaks a lot to, honestly, the Pareto principle. It's kind of like the 80-20 rule where 20% uh, of the things that you're doing wreak 80% of your results. And I would honestly say that means it takes 80% failure to receive 20% of success. So that's really fantastic. Yeah, yeah that's a smart way to look at it. And I think that the, the other thing that you should be really confident about is that when you're doing things, you know, you can never be sure which things are going to be failures or successes. So do what you're passionate about, do what you love, continue working, continue innovating, and you'll be surprised by which efforts resulted in success versus failure. Mm -hmm. I think a huge part of that is just perseverance, right? So many people, and I think it, uh, I think it was Einstein, I'm not entirely sure who it was off the top of my head, but there was a saying it took like a thousand inventions uh, or 999 inventions until the thousandth invention that was a great success and, and significantly impacted society. So keep on trying listeners for those of you out there. Uh, with that said, we're going to finish up this part one of the fire round with Erica, and we're going to hop into part two where we take a deeper dive on her background as the founder and managing partner at Thousand Angels, as well as Rain Ventures. Tune in soon.